The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase and I am so glad to have you with me this morning. Today we are going to be talking about the seventh most common complaint that people seek out medical care for and that is chronic neurological disorders or I should say neurologic disorders and uh, it's a very interesting topic but Before we get into that, I'd like to remind everybody that you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, as well as my website, thehealingwhisper.com. I'd also like to encourage everyone to go over to voiceamerica.tv and check out my uh, TV show there, which is The Healing Whisper, Mary Ann's Garden. It's a show about gardening, but it's also a show about gardening mindfully. I'd also like to say that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase. Please, always check Always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. So, neurologic disorders. What is that, basically? It is a disorder or a disease of the nervous system. And chronic is basically something that is ongoing over a long period of time. And you may have heard the word acute, which means that it is just now happening. So if you have a bad cold, that's considered an acute disorder of your upper respiratory system. But if you have chronic pulmonary edema, that is something that's ongoing for your respiratory system all the time. So what would be some of the chronic neurologic disorders? Well, there are hundreds of them. And some of them become chronic after they've been acute. And some of them just are simply chronic, quote-unquote, by definition of our medical field. 
So some of them might be Parkinson's and any other type of palsy. A multiple sclerosis is considered a neurologic disorder, as is muscular dystrophy. Even though it mostly involves the muscles, it is involving the nervous system as well. Lou Gehrig's disease, or ALS, is a chronic neurologic disorder. And then probably the best known currently is Alzheimer's and dementia. And there are so many chronic neurologic disorders that I probably won't be able to get to all of them. So I would like to really talk about a generalized statement about neurologic disorders. And this would apply to anything acute. So what might be an acute disorder? Well, uh, numbness. And numbness can be caused by any of a number of things. Uh, Say, for example, you have your neck out of adjustment in the spinal, and that causes your fingers to get numb if you lay down too long on one side or you know if you if you sit on your leg wrong for too long and it goes numb that's a acute neurologic disorder and and a lot of times let's keep this in mind a lot of times any of these disorders and diseases they can actually be caused by trauma they can be caused by something that you eat they can be caused by picking up a, a, a virus or a rickettsia, as in the case of Lyme disease, which actually affects the nervous system. And here we go, folks. Things like Lyme disease and even Alzheimer's, everybody is affected in a different way, even though it is the same cause like Lyme disease, which is caused by the tick bite, and a person becomes infected. So why do people manifest a disease differently? Well, everybody's different. We are each and every one of us. Even identical twins are different in our makeup. And we are not only different in our physical makeup, we are different in our emotional makeup. Even in the case of identical twins who were both in the womb at the same time, they will pick up and interpret messages differently. Each and every one of us do that. And why am I talking about interpreting messages? Well, that's how we form our beliefs. And it is our beliefs about ourselves that help us or hinder us, as it truly is, in our physical manifestations. And so that's what I will be talking about, is what are some of these negative beliefs that we have developed about ourselves to cause these neurologic disorders 
to manifest. You know, there are probably hundreds of thousands of people out there that have been bitten by a tick carrying the Lyme disease, bacteria, virus, and rickettsia. Yeah, it's a multiple source. And not everybody comes down with Lyme disease. Just like not everybody gets a bad cold when they have been sneezed upon or coughed upon by another person who has that bad cold. Yeah, it depends upon how strong the immune system is. So, all of that being said, what is the general emotional background for the cause of neurologic disorders? And it comes in a category that we call an identity category. And we, being the folks and all the practitioners, this community of healing codes individuals. And kindness. All of us have experienced times of unkindness from our own family, from our own kids, from our loved ones, and from people that we don't even No. And I would be willing to bet all of us have treated others in an unkind way. Maybe on purpose, maybe not. So, how is kindness an identity? It's about who I am. It comes in with our external circumstances, what happens to us, and whether we believe that situation that happens to us is rejection or acceptance. In other words, are we rejected or accepted? for who we are? Or do you believe you need to act differently, externally, act differently so that you can be accepted for who you are? As in, if if you are acting differently in an unkind way, The conversation that you might be having with yourself is people are too sensitive. And that's, that's, um, they're, they're just overreacting to the way I spoke or to the what I did. And if it's other people being unkind to you, if you have a belief that you're being rejected, your belief kind of basically comes down to this, is that people will take advantage of me. 
that all has to do with kindness. Now, I mentioned that this has to do with external circumstances in your identity. There's one other thing in your identity that has to do with internal circumstances, which basically is how you think that either I'm good or I'm not good or I'm unforgivable. And that's the goodness category. But we're talking about the nervous system. And that is the kindness category. Do you feel a lot of times that people are unkind? Or do you feel mostly that people are just simply too sensitive? Or even if you feel it on occasion. Then you have a kindness issue. So what are some of those things, the negative emotions that come along with kindness issues? Well, it's about rejection, abandonment, hurt, fear of rejection, aggression, antagonism, destructiveness, roughness, meanness, vengefulness, feeling neglected. Do you seem to want to destroy things in an unkind way? That's a kindness issue. Do you feel like you are always being bullied? Do you see like you're attracting bullies? That's a kindness issue. That, yes, you are attracting Bullies, because you might have that belief that people will take advantage of you. So how does this all work down into the nervous system, the brain, the spinal cord, the peripheral nerves? Well, honestly, folks, I do not understand how that works. I'll I'll just put it right out there. But I do know by reading the works and studying the works of several people in this area with these disease states and then looking back at other people that I actually know that have these disease states, it makes sense. It does. And so that's really what I want to try to do today for you, is talk about several of these disease states in the chronic neurologic disorders and what might be going on in the emotional belief sense about yourself Now, folks, this does not mean that you're going crazy. This does not mean that you're you're nuts. This just means that there are some beliefs that need to be healed. And how do you heal those beliefs? Well, I want to encourage you to go back to previous radio shows about what causes disease. And... 
I will just say right now, all, all disease is caused by stress. And all stress is caused by an energy problem in the body. The energy is not flowing well. And the energy problems in the body from the emotional state of mind is that we have these emotional beliefs that are telling us one thing and we don't want to go there. We don't want to believe that because, well, number one, it's not true. We develop those beliefs and they're not true. And so that causes stress, which in turn causes disease. And if our beliefs are in the kindness category primarily, that's going to cause stress on the nervous system. And that stress eventually causes something in the nervous system to break. That's why we all having different beliefs and negative beliefs about ourselves and somewhat about the world, then all of us can break in a different area. So I really want to add one more thing before we get in to these different disease states. That our bodies were created to heal. We are wonderfully and perfectly made. And do not believe it. Do not believe it when you have a health care provider tell you you've got this disease and you're never going to get better. Don't believe it. So folks, it's time for the break. <clears throat> and when we come back, we'll get into various and individual disease states and what's going on in your mind with those particular beliefs. Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to the healing whisper a return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 
That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and thanks for sticking with me. Today we're talking about the emotional belief systems behind chronic neurologic disorders and even behind maybe some acute ones. And I'd also like to remind everybody that you can connect with me on my website and uh, that uh, on my website, thehealingwhisper.com. I got a little distracted there for a moment. (laughs) So chronic neurologic disorders they are a kindness issue, which means it, it, it's about your identity, about who you are, that you might believe that people will take advantage of you and that maybe people are too sensitive. I'd also like to say that that is the very basic, basic as to why the neurologic system would break. It doesn't mean that if you heal those beliefs that you can mistreat your body. No, we do need to take care of ourselves with proper supplementation, proper eating, proper care. But part of that care, a huge part of that care of ourselves is caring for our emotional belief systems. So let's talk first about Parkinson's. You've probably heard about Parkinson's and uh, Parkinson's sometimes uh, there are other diseases that will mask as Parkinson's. You'll know a person has Parkinson's because they have a tremor, they palsy, and in advanced stages they can hardly walk. It, it, it is an effort to get the body in motion. And it's in the brain. They know that there are parts of the brain that are degrading. And pe- did you know that people with Parkinson's, and one of the early signs of Parkinson's, is that they have no taste, no sense of taste or smell. That part of the brain that tells us what food smells like and tastes like is uh, being destroyed. That's the first part that tends to go away. So as a generalization, individuals with Parkinson's tend to be very thin and, and somewhat, somewhat anorexic because, well, you know, food's not enjoyable. There's no taste to it. There's no smell to it. I couldn't imagine. And the emotional things, the beliefs that are going along with Parkinson's tends to be that everything will go bad if I don't control it. An individual with Parkinson's tends to be the ultimate 
ultimate control freak, not only of themselves, but of everything and everyone around them. Their fear is that if they don't control it, everything is going to go to, pardon my language, hell in a handbasket, and it will be their fault. How did a person develop that belief? It's hard to say. They may have inherited it. They have been, may have been actually told as a child, if you don't get that right, etc. The important thing is to recognize that you may have that belief going on and you may be able to heal it by healing those beliefs. And folks, I do say may, although my personal belief is that you can. And Parkinson's is related to palsy and palsy to Parkinson's, although palsy is really caused by a very, very different neurologic, even though the Parkinson's uh, sufferer is having brain damage, as does the palsied person. But um, the, the whole belief system behind palsy is different. It, it comes right down to paralyzing thought, thoughts. So now why would paralyzing thoughts cause you to shake? Well, you want to move, but your thought says don't move. So think of it that way. Move forward, move back. Move forward, move back. It, it causes a shake. And individuals tend to be a little rigid in how they think. And rigid, paralyzing thoughts might come down to, God will kill me if I do it different. It comes down to fear. There is an overriding thought here that everything will come down to fear. I'm going to move on to Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. And that is coming down to being unwilling to accept their self-worth. It's a denial of their success. Unwillingness is a fear factor. They believe they are the turd of the universe, to put it really coarsely. And if they recognize their own worth, they would actually destroy God. Again, a fear coming in with Lou Gehrig's disease. Lou Gehrig's is also in the category of an immune disorder. It is the immune 
system that has basically begun to destroy the nervous system. So it actually started in the immune system. And that is the category of patients. Now, I won't get into great detail about immune disease and patients. But, uh, you know, in this uh, modern world, we all suffer from a great deal of patience in patients <laughs> or lack thereof. Now, there are two very, very common neurologic disorders, multiple sclerosis and Alzheimer's. And we know Alzheimer's is common because you see just about on every other corner a facility for memory care or a facility for Alzheimer's. A lot of times, well, you can put Alzheimer's and dementia in the same category. Alzheimer's is literally, the brain is shrinking. Dementia is just an overall title for people that are losing their memory altogether. And if it's just a dementia thing, if it's the body is not breaking down because of the brain shrinking. If it is truly Alzheimer's, yes, the body is breaking, breaking down because the brain is shrinking. And there is a lot of thought in the medical world now that Alzheimer's can be called type 3 diabetes. And I, I covered this diabetes concept in great detail in a previous show. So, so go back and listen to that show. The type 3 diabetic, and it, it, it comes down to sugar and the body's intolerance of sugar, which again is in the endocrine system because insulin is a hormone which is made in our endocrine system. So that's the love category, which is the opposite of love, is fear. Now, when we're talking about Alzheimer's, it's a refusal to deal with the world as it is. There is a hopelessness, there is a helplessness, and sometimes there is anger associated with it. So what better way to escape than to forget? There is a thing that might be going on is just can't go on. You just can't face it anymore. That individual is demoralized. Leave me alone. 
let me live in my own world of my creation. And the hard thing with dementia and Alzheimer's, as a child, the individual might have had their confidence and their competence undermined. They might have been told, and they learned to believe it, that you are incompetent. And confidence in who you are is wrong. Can you see how that comes back to that kindness category? And then we weave in love or fear with that. Fear of living in this world. Fear in general. Now, here is one thing. If you love know somebody with dementia and Alzheimer's. We do know that the condition is advanced and possibly started by type 3 diabetic situations. Just name it whatever you want, diabetes, 1, 2, 3. And we also know that Alzheimer's and dementia cases have been reversed by proper dietary, getting the proper fats into the diet. Starting in about the mid-century 1950s, we, we got into this Western culture of fat fear and cholesterol fear. So if you don't have dietary, dietary fat, if you do not have the appropriate cholesterols in your diet, your brain is going to suffer and it's going to start shrinking. It doesn't happen to everybody, and that's why we have to look at the belief system. We have to look at how we take care of ourselves, how we eat, and how we walk and believe in this world. Now, the last system, or the last chronic thing that I want to go over is multiple sclerosis and this is another condition that's really becoming quite common to see not quite as common as Alzheimer's and dementia but really all too common and basically multiple sclerosis is um, the loss of the nerve endings, and it causes weakness and incoordination and often, ultimately leads to immobilization if it's not cared for. Now, I have a good friend from my grade school years 
that is struggling with multiple sclerosis. And some days are good days for her. And then there are other days that she just wakes up and can't even move. And for anybody with multiple sclerosis, it is a frightening condition because they never know when they're going to take a dive. In other words, they're not, they don't know when they're going to fall. They don't know when they're going to wake up and not be able to move out of bed, even though they really need to get to the bathroom. It's frightening. And fear and frightening things really overcome the feelings of love. So what's going on with multiple sclerosis? Well, basically, we're talking about mental hardness, a hard-heartedness, an iron will, and a bit of inflexibility. And I've always, when I was younger, I always heard this expression of being hard of heart. You know, you read in the Bible, God hardened their hearts. And what does that mean? Because we're not talking about hardening of the arteries. We're not talking about a heart that won't beat. We're talking about the emotional heart, the I love you with all my heart, heart. You know, and and when people have been hurt and they want to avoid it when they have been treated unkindly, their heart will harden. They're mad. They, they have been exploited. And they might feel that they've exhausted themselves and they really resent it. They feel alone. They feel alienated. And they might have this attitude of got to take care of it myself. And in doing so, they're, they're a bit of a martyr. And then there's the final thought that it's a self-straight jacketing. If you get into your mind the picture of the straight jacket, you can't move. Your arms are wrapped around yourself, and the only thing that you can do is walk. They're fearful of being free and terrified of their own true feelings. They have subsequently selective chosen electrically through the nervous system attracted and being attracted to overwhelming situations and relationships just like the original family. And once again, I do want to repeat that It could have been a toxin. It could have been a disease, a virus that came in and got this started. 
But folks, each and every one of you can heal by healing those negative beliefs. So when we come back from the break, we'll go in to how to heal these negative beliefs. So don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to the healing whisper a return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email our email address is the healing whisper at mindspring.com now back to the show Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and today we are talking about chronic neurologic disorders and some of those emotional beliefs that are behind them. Now, I know that it's not pleasant to hear that this may be going on. And if you have any of these things going on with you, it's kind of like, oh, man, I'm really messed up. But I want to encourage everybody to say that, no, you're not messed up. You're a human. And in that, just very in that category of being human, things happen. And you've developed beliefs. And there are so many ways to change those belief systems. And you don't have to be a quote-unquote religious person to do that. But the only way to change those negative beliefs is through energetic means, meaning moving the energy of our bodies. Because, folks, we are energy beings. If you were to drill down to the very smallest particle that we are made up of and be able to look at us, we vibrate. We shake, as it were, vibrate at a certain rate. And when we're in a disease rate, our vibration levels are lower. And our belief systems that caused that particular disease state is a lower vibration. And changing that vibration is 
the only way to change that belief. It's, it's like a computer. You have to deprogram that computer, and then you have to put something else in to reprogram that computer. Because you can deprogram the virus and get it out of there. But um, if it's damaged the original program, you've got to reprogram that original program for the computer to work. So, what are some of the energetic things that I've been talking about? Well, there are physical things energetically that can be done, like spending more time outside, getting connected to the earth. That's a lot of what I talk about in my gardening show on voiceamerica.tv. There are methods like Reiki, Massage therapy, chiropractic, cranial sacral, acupuncture that all shift the energies of the body. And there are actually acupuncture practitioners that work with those emotional systems. Then there are things like chakra work, tai chi, qigong, hopo'ono, meditations, the Sedona method, the emotion code, rapid eye technology, tapping or EFT, UN method. There is the human design I think I've talked about most of those things. I've had guests on my show that talk about most of those things. My favorite healing, energetic healing method is with the healing codes because it shifts the energy down to a cellular level and you input the good belief. What I want to do right now, for those of you who know how to do healing codes, I want to give you a custom healing code for generically a neurological condition. And for those of you who do not know how to do healing codes, I encourage every single one of you who don't know, get the book by Dr. Alex Lloyd. It's simply called The Healing Code. And that will teach you how to do The Healing Code. Then you can go to the YouTube that I have, Marianne Chase, and it will show you the hand positions for The Healing Code. And you can take what I will be telling you today and actually do it for yourself. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to do it a certain way. You just have to do it. There was a, a sports gear company that said, just do it. And that's so very true when it comes to energy methods of healing. 
So we're talking about kindness. And overall, we are talking about love because the opposite of love is fear. And fear is coming back into the kindness, fear of rejection or fear of not being accepted. Same thing. And a lot of the thoughts that a person will have in the kindness category might be along the lines, if they knew me, they would hate me. I don't deserve kindness or anything else other than punishment and scorn. It can be apathy-based. Seeking kindness is like chasing my shadow. Or grief. People who should have been kind to me weren't. You're grieving about the lack of kindness. Then there is the fear base, the big one. Uh Uh-oh, here comes pain and cruelty again. Then there is the thought of, I can manipulate people into being kind to me. I can milk kindness from them like they were cows, which is really an unkind thought to manipulate. Then there is kindness, the thought that kindness means I get taken advantage of. So people don't respect kindness, so I'm not going to be kind. Then there is pride. I deserve kindness. Well, yes, you do deserve kindness, but when it is a prideful thought, that means I deserve kindness, but they do not. When the thought is I deserve kindness and everyone deserves kindness, that is not a pride-based thought. So when you do the healing codes, here is my recommendation for you. The first thing that you do is a prayer. And in this case, the prayer or the request to the universe, if you will, the prayer is, I am requesting, I am praying for, I am asking for kindness in all of my interactions with people and all of their interactions with me. So in that request, you are not only asking that people be kind to you, but you be kind to them. After you say the prayer, this is when you start doing the healing codes. Now folks, here is your custom healing code. The first hand positions are the left hand at the Adam's apple. And you will place your right hand at the temple. Hold this for about 30 seconds or until you feel the need to move. The second hand position is both hands pointed towards the Adam's apple. Again, hold that for about 30 seconds or until you feel the need to shift your hands. Then we will move both hands to the temple. And the final code is 
the left hand at the temple, the right hand at the bridge. And again, I encourage you, if you do not know how to do the healing codes, either go to my YouTube or get the book, or you can email me at thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. And I will send you a paper, a PDF, on has pictures of how to do the healing codes. It's just that simple. It really is truly a simple thing. Now, while you are doing these healing codes, you will be making either what we call a truth focus statement or holding a love picture in your mind. Now remember that I have said that love is the overall of everything because the opposite of love is fear. And what does a love picture look like? Something that makes you feel love. And if you don't know what that is, maybe a favorite pet. Because really, animals are the definition of unconditional love. What are some of the truth-focused statements? You can choose. When I love myself, I feel safe. Or I choose to treat myself and others with kindness and gentleness. Or good gentleness and kindness heal the spirit and the heart. Or finally, I am safe expressing my feelings I choose to be heard by others by speaking kindly. You can say all of them, some of them, none of them. The important thing is to do those healing codes, to hold a love picture, and to begin, let the healing begin. Well, it has come time for the end of the show. I do want to remind everybody that thousands of years ago, even the ancient texts knew that it was about the heart, the beliefs of our hearts. And this individual who was known as Solomon wrote, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. A very, very wise man, for everything you do, flows from the heart. Next week, I'm going to be talking about anxiety, depression, and if there's time, bipolar. Those are all non-physical issues. What's going on with them? What causes those? And You know, it's the number six complaint that people seek out physical uh, physicians for. But at this time of the year, at this season, for the holidays, it tends to become the number one complaint. So folks, until next week, I send you all blessings and love. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. 
Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you.